Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Christopher Mellon outs himself. That's correct, Christopher Mellon outs himself. I found this article on vice.com from their publication, Motherboard, and the title says, Ex-Intel official says he was the source of the Pentagon's UFO videos. Now, of course, if you've been listening to the program, you know that Christopher Mellon, former DOD uh, employee, former uh, intelligence community uh, employee, left working for the government, went to work for Tom DeLonge and to the Academy of Stars, and has been featured on many of their recent uh, uh, videos, uh, Unidentified and others, long suspected of being the source for the three F-18 cockpit videos featuring those UFOs. The original one, of course, back in 2004 off the coast of California, and then the other two coming much later. He's long been suspected as the individual who handed those three videos over to the New York Times. Now, we still don't know if those things were classified or unclassified at the time that they were leaked to the New York Times. We don't know who leaked them. We don't know a lot of things about what happened, but this article does start to shed some light, and there's actually a a short video clip here. I have it linked at the website, ufowarning.com, where Mellon claims, admits, that he was the fellow that leaked those three videos to the New York Times. This is pretty big news, actually. It says, Chris Mellon is a member of Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy and claims he got the videos in a Pentagon parking lot. Now, this article is by M.J. Bonius, and it came out October 20, 2020. It says, in the recently released UFO documentary, The Phenomena, Chris Mellon, the former deputy assistant of the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, said that he was the source who provided the New York Times with the three infamous UFO videos it published in 2017. Mellon, who is currently a member of Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy, told filmmaker James Fox in an on-camera interview that he met with an unnamed individual in the parking lot of the Pentagon and was handed a package containing the three videos that formed the basis of the most important UFO article in many years. Now I have to ask him one question. When this anonymous source handed you those three videos, Mr. Mellon, did they already have the To the Academies of Star watermark splattered all over them? Or did you put that on there later? Because that that means something. These things were taken from the public domain, basically, which would have been the military, publicly owned domain, we should say, and then they were transferred into a 
privatized, monetized situation. This is kind of a big deal. He says, I received the videos, the now famous videos in the Pentagon parking lot from a Defense Department official. I still have the packaging, Mellon said. This is a case where somebody bent the rules a little bit, and they did so for the larger good and were absolutely all better off because of it. Well, isn't that just awesome? Here's a very senior member of the Defense Department, a senior member in the intelligence community, who thinks that it's just fine that somebody bent the rules. Well, I don't know, man. There's people in prison all over the place for bending the rules, especially when it comes to classified information. And we still don't know if these things were classified or unclassified. It seems as though this whole situation is being intentionally kept opaque. Why aren't we being told what the situation, what the status was with these three videos? And why is it okay for some people to bend the rules, but other people to not bend the rules? We saw what happened to Roger Stone last year when he simply when a 70-year-old man simply misremembered something. No mercy for him. They were going to put him in prison for what amounted to life in prison. No mercy for lots of people who bend the rules for what they very well might think is a good cause. This is something I find very disturbing with this attitude that it's okay for some people to bend the rules, but not others. And this really has an effect on how I view to the Academy of Stars and their role as gatekeeper for this information. Now the article continues, it says, Motherboard has been unable to independently verify that Mellon was the source of the videos, but his story tracks with everything we know about them. We know that To The Stars Academy ultimately published the videos, and Mellon was one of the earliest members of that group. Well, think about this. This took place in a very short time frame. So Mellon admits that he took these videos from the hand of an anonymous DOD employee against the rules. He bent the rules. I'm sorry, but when it comes to intelligence matters like this, there's no gray area. It's black and white, and if it's not white, it's black, not gray. So he took the rules, he, he took these things against the rules in his own admission. He hands them over to this lady at the New York Times. We're going to look at her in a second. And th then she hands them back to his new friends at Two of the Stars. This is a very backhanded, revolving door type transaction, in my opinion. I mean, how else, how else do you interpret this? We have an individual who went to work at the DOD. He'd been there for years and years. He goes to work for Tom DeLong, okay? And then, while he's a private citizen, he goes back over to the DOD and literally in the Pentagon parking lot and receives, well, it almost looks like stolen material. Unauthorized copies, that's for sure. If this person wasn't worried about being prosecuted for breaking the rules or having something uh, bad happen to him, why does he need to remain anonymous? If nothing, if nothing happened here that could cause him trouble, why is he anonymous? I would be scared to death to do that. There's no way on earth I would, I would be the guy picking up a brown paper package, 
from somebody in the DOD parking lot at the Pentagon. It just seems crazy. And then he takes these videos. Okay, former DOD guy with all this insider knowledge picks up these three videos. He trots them over to the New York Times. And they turn around and hand them over to his friends at To the Academy of Stars. This sounds like the same kind of sounds like the same kind of circular uh, happy stuff that we had going on with James Comey when they were trying to to to, to bring down uh, President Trump in an illegal coup. I'll take notes of a meeting. I'll give them to my friend at this major newspaper, and then he'll publish them, and then we'll use that to investigate people. This kind of circular nonsense. This is not kosher, okay? Just understand this. This is not kosher. So no one needs to come to me and say how Tom DeLonge is going to be the savior of the UFO investigative movement and how we're all going to depend upon him to give us, you know, disclosure. This does not look good. He says here that one of the New York Times journalists who worked on that story, Leslie Keen, also appeared in the documentary. Now, I put a link to her uh, IMDB or whatever biography, Leslie Keen. You can go to the website, ufowarning.com, and click on the link, and you'll see this lady. And she's been in a lot of UFO documentaries. She's the one they bring in usually uh, as a kind of the pro-UFO person. Seems like a nice lady. But she's a part of, I mean, she's a very well-known person in the UFO investigative world. And she's visible. She has high visibility. Lots and lots of... Uh, of uh, of appearances as a as an expert witness in these UFO documentaries. Lots and lots. So this thing just seems more and more planned out the further you get into it. So here we have unreleased videos being given by an anonymous source in the parking lot of the Pentagon to a former DOD employee who is now a current to the Academy of Stars for-profit UFO company. And in that capacity, he delivers those videos to this lady at the New York Times who is well-known in the UFO community, who has appeared many, many times on television, on YouTube, on Netflix, whatever. She's out there. Just go to the website, ufowarning.com, click on the link, and you're going to recognize her face. I guarantee it if you've watched more than five or six UFO documentaries. So Mellon gives these gives these videos to her, according to him, and then she gives them back to TSA, TSSA. Why didn't she go ahead and just release them publicly? Why didn't she just go ahead and put them on the New York Times website? Why did she have to give them back to Tom DeLonge? They say she released them. Well, she didn't really release them. She transferred them to a company that could make money off of them. It would be like if NASA had kept pictures of the moon landing secret and then uh, clandestinely released a copy to a former astronaut, say, who then clandestinely released them to CBS News, who then put CBS News uh, watermark all over the video of the moon landing and monetized it for a couple years before NASA came out and said, oh yes, we walked on the moon. That's the sort of shenanigans that are going on here, in my opinion. It goes on and says, 
One of New York Times journalists who worked on that story, Leslie Kern, also appears in the documentary. In that story, the Times unveiled a secretive Pentagon UF program called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, or AATIP, ATIP, and released videos shot by Navy pilots who intercepted a strange object off the coast of San Diego. Then it says... Office Christmas sending November 14, 2004. The pilots managed to shoot videos of the object with their F 18's gun camera. Two other videos recorded on January 21, 2015 were released showing another anonymous aerial vehicle rotating while in flight and another object quickly flying over the water below. Months earlier, in late August of 2017, the former head of ATIP, Louis Elizondo, worked with the Defense Office of pre-publication and security review to have the three videos declassified. Well, how convenient. How convenient if I knew that I was going to go to work for a profit company, make a lot of money producing uh, low-budget UFO documentaries. It would be so handy to have these three groundbreaking UFO videos from these F-18 cockpits. And another thing I'm noticing here while I'm reading this, nobody wants to talk about the fact that To the Academy of Stars was allowed to, was allowed to apparently monetize these things by plastering their ad, their watermark, their logo, all over the videos. Why doesn't anybody notice that? Why doesn't anybody follow the money here? On October 4th, Karen met with Elizondo, as well as other individuals where she was told about the secret UFO program. Elizondo told Motherboard that Chris Mellon was in the room as well and showed Keen videos on a laptop. Elizondo believes that the videos Keen was shown were the three, were the three UAP videos in the question, but could not confirm it. Yeah, Eli, Eli, Elizondo could not confirm it. And Bill Clinton smoked weed, but didn't inhale. Are you freaking kidding me? So I'm supposed to believe that Louis Elizondo was sitting there with this Christopher Mellon and this lady from the New York Times, and Mellon showed her these three UFO videos, but he wasn't curious enough to walk around the table and look at them. That just sounds weird. That just sounds really, really weird. It sounds like, I have to ask myself, was Elizondo the guy in the parking lot? Or was it somebody else? I don't know. It sounds weird to me. I think it's a fair question, though. Elizondo believes that the videos Keen was shown were the three UAP videos in question, but would not confirm it outright because he was not looking at the computer during that time. Earlier that same day, Elizondo resigned from his position at the Pentagon. Conflict of interest, maybe? I don't know. Just a thought. Only days later, Elizondo, along with Mellon, would appear on stage with former Blink-182 punk rocker Tom DeLonge and announce a new UFO research organization named To the Stars Academy of Arts and Science. You know, the U.S. government is the only place you can work and take all of your trade secrets to your next job and make money off of them. That's what it seems like. I mean, at the bare face of it, there should be more questions asked as to why 
are we holding up these people that were former deep staters who were obviously profiting off of knowledge that they obtained while working for us? Why, why are we supposed to look up to them like they are the end-all, be-all? Why are we supposed to sit there while Tom DeLonge tells us, don't ask him about aliens? Well, Tom DeLonge says, I saw things that made me so upset that I couldn't sleep or eat for three days. But I think something good is going to come out of it. Why should I be interested in a single thing these people have to say? It says here, as a result, UFOs have become a hot topic. Publicly, the Department of Defense established a new UAP task force on August 4th, 2020, to continue investigating UFO reports made by military personnel. However, previous statements by the Pentagon contradict this and seem to indicate that the Office of Naval Intelligence, along with the Office of the Secretary of Defense, has had such a task force well before August of 2020. Motherboard reached out to Keene, and this is a gal from uh, the New York Times, and she stated that due to policies concerning sources' identity at the New York Times, she could not comment. Well, why didn't you ask her why she decided to give those videos to Tom DeLonge and not just release them to the public at large? Why didn't you ask her about the watermark? Why didn't you ask her why... Tom DeLong and his company were allowed to monetize those videos. Maybe she's going to have a job there someday. Why didn't you ask her how much she gets paid to appear in those documentaries where she talks about UFOs? Why didn't you ask her if she feels as though she might have a conflict of interest at some level? I guess we couldn't ask those questions. Mellon was also unable to comment at this time and declined an interview. No, because they want to control the narrative. They're not going to let you interview them. They're going to treat you like little children where they talk down to you like you're a complete moron. Okay? Can you see a pattern here? I've talked about this before. Directed speech. They set themselves up as the experts, the teachers, the knowledge givers. You sit down and shut up and listen. You're not allowed to ask questions. Disclosure is not a collaborative effort. You'll be disclosed when we're ready to disclose to you. A spokesman for the New York Times told Motherboard the Department of Defense was on the record was the on the record source of the videos in our coverage. We don't plan to comment beyond that. Well there you go. Inside double dealing. The Department of Defense can have a nice little cozy set down with the New York Times. But when someone sends a FOIA, they're told to go pound sand. Do you see a pattern? I'll tell you, this is a very disturbing article to me. I don't see, I don't, I don't get any kind of, uh, uh, of uh, hope or relief from this. And I want to also point out that I, within the article there was a link to... Uh, 16 pages of email, basically, from Elizondo. And I won't go through all of them, all right? But I have a link there, okay, at the website, ufowarning.com. Now, here's the first one. Thursday, August 24th, 2017, 3.20 p.m., from Michael Russo to Louis Elizondo. Says, Lou, and the heading says, Class Classification unclassified, and then it has the word typed out, for official use only, and then that phrase, for official use only, has been crossed out. It says, if the service level OCA verifies to me, 
Simple one-sentence email is fine. That removing the metadata from the videos makes them unclassified. Please feel free to move forward with the release. Now, apparently, by that, what they're saying by that is they're gonna, they're going to uh, take out from that video all, all of the background programming that tells, I suppose, you know, where the video was filmed at the time, uh, all the stuff that that's kind of buried in the uh, data that makes up a, a photograph. I'm assuming. It says, then it says, um, this is from Elizondo back to uh, Russo. Thank you sincerely, my friend. If it is easier for you or more streamlined, then please consider our request for unrestricted release. However, my intent is to maintain positive control, but I know it's a bit unique of a situation, so whichever is easier for you or quicker... If at all possible, I would like to have authority to move it down to unclassified by tomorrow. Again, sorry for the inconvenience. I owe you a coffee and a donut. Thanks. How convenient. If I can move it to unclassified. So, as opposed to, say, waiting three months like the Black Vault would do for a FOIA request. And then the article just goes on from there. There's, there's, more, there's more pages of it, and you can read it. But it shows that Elizondo was attempting to get this stuff unclassified and to get it released. That's about all I have on this. Go to the website. You can check it out for yourself. Very interesting stuff. Until next time, this is UFO Warning over and out.